You're listening to the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict. So we're in the 11th chapter of Yivamot, and we're again in the game of mix-ups. What happens if children are mixed up? And that means that their status becomes indeterminate. And as we enter the fifth Mishnah, we're going to examine a question which seems to have nothing at all to do with Yibum, to do with leveret marriage. So even though we're in the Mishnah of Yivamot, we're really defining the status of children, the status of children in any marriage, not just in um, a leveret marriage. But let, let's jump into the Mishnah, and then we'll see how it goes. And we'll see really that the Mishnah is defining the boundaries of marriage and parentage. So a priest's wife mixed up her child with a child of a female slave. So we got two children. It'll become apparent that these are both boys. One is the son of a Kohen. So he is necessarily a Kohen. And the other is the child of an Amma of a, of a Shifra. So he is necessarily a slave. And these two have got mixed up. And we discussed this a couple of days ago. And we talked about the fact that in a situation where everybody's living around a courtyard and perhaps, you know, perhaps children are being um, nursed by wet nurses, it might be much easier for children to get mixed up than it is today. So they're mixed up. But by the way, they are both eligible to eat trimmer because the slave of a Kohen can eat trummer, and of course the child of a Kohen can eat trummer. And that's the first conclusion that the Mishnah comes to. They, both, they can both eat trummer because they're both, they're, whatever their status is, whether they're the slave of a Kohen or the child of a Kohen, they can eat trummer. So they eat trummer. And they receive one share on the threshing floor. So if they go to the threshing floor and the Kohen gets his trummer direct from the threshing floor, well, we don't know which one of them is a Kohen, but at least at least one of the two is a Kohen. So they can get one share. But but all the stringencies of being a Kohen apply to both of them. And we're going to, the Mishnah will summarize at the end saying, look, generally we're just strict with this pair of boys. So we say, they don't defile themselves for a dead. A Kohen isn't allowed to become Tameh for a dead person except for his close relatives. And that applies to both of them now because we don't know which is the Kohen. And they can't marry women because the 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 if um, the slave can't marry um the slave can't marry someone who's fit to be a kohen fit to marry a kohen can't marry a jew and the kohen can't marry a non-jew so none of them we none of them neither of them get married they come these boys they can't marry either someone who's kasher or someone who's pasul. They can't marry either someone who can marry a priest or who can't, because we don't know which is which. 
But, but things can get better. Let's keep going in, in, in the Mishnah. Igdilu ha-taruvot. The mixed-up children grew up. Now they're past the age of majority, so they've got legal capacity. So they freed one another. So we still don't know which is the slave and which is the Kohen, but they, because they're over the age of legal capacity, they can free one another. So now, rather than being a slave and a Kohen, they're a free person and a, and a Kohen. And now, Nosim Nashim, now they can get married. Uriot nosim nashim, uriot la kohena. They can marry women who are eligible to marry kohenim, because someone who's eligible to marry a kohen can also marry an ordinary an ordinary convert. So it works either way. The einan mitamim lametim, they still can't defile themselves for for a dead body for a dead for a dead person because. We still don't really know which one is the Kohen, so they stay away from dead people. But if they do defile themselves, they don't receive the penalty of 40 lashes. Because in order to be punished, we need proof. We need absolute proof. And of course, we can't prove which one is the Kohen, so we can't prove which one is the freed slave. So we can't punish them for defiling themselves. And this principle, essentially, that they don't get, but they don't get, but they can't be punished or they can't be, you, you can't take something away from them because of their status. This will play out in the next few halachot in the Mishnah. They don't eat truma. Now, at this point, neither of them can eat truma because the freed one is no longer a slave of a Kohen. He's free and he can't eat truma. And obviously the Kohen can eat truma, but we don't know which is which. So we're machmir, we're straight. They can't eat truma. But the imach, just like they can't, um, they can't eat truma, it's the opposite, if you like, the opposite aspect of them not, neither of them being able to defile themselves for the dead. But the issue with punishment is the same. But if they do eat truma, they don't have to pay back the principal or the fifth. Because the liability to pay the principal and the fifth extra is something, it's a bit like a civil liability that the temple or the kohanim levy on someone who transgresses and eats truma. But in order to, to, if you like, succeed in a civil suit, you have to bring proof. And you can't bring proof because you don't know which one, which of the two are the kohan. So you can't bring proof. So they're not supposed to eat truma, but if they do eat truma, they can't be punished for it. How does it go on? If they receive truma at the threshing floor, they can sell it. And they get the money. They don't, they're not given the the off the holy offerings in the temple. And they 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 don't. They don't get holy things. But if they get holy things, you can't take them away from them. Because taking away a possession requires proof. 
ufuturim min hazroa u min halachim u min hakeva. And they, they don't get the shoulder and the cheeks and the more. These are the special portions that the Kohen gets because it can't be proved which is which. Uvuchuran yehi roe ad sheyistayev. If they have a firstborn born to them, maybe a firstborn calf, well, generally that would have to be handed over to the Beit Midash or redeemed. But we don't, maybe, maybe it doesn't need to be because the Kohen doesn't need to hand over his firstborn. It's his firstborn. So we don't know what to do with this. So maybe we, so we just let it graze until it acquires a blemish and then it can be, then it can be disposed of. So the restrictions relating to priests and the restrictions relating to Israelites are both imposed on them. In other words, they, they kind of live a sort of, these two boys, they live a double life. They have the restrictions, both of priests and of Israelites, but if they break these restrictions, they are not punished. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Daily Mishnah Podcast with Benedict.